Shouldn't beer be a love language? Mm, I don't think so. Are you sure? First time you brought me beer, it sure made me love you. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to your new favorite podcast. I'm Shauna. And I'm Mike. And you're listening to Life Unmastered. So last week at the end of the episode, we briefly touched on our love languages, and we thought that it would be a great episode. So today we're talking all about the five love languages. And what are the love languages? So love languages, or the five love languages, is a book by Gary Chapman. It came out in 1992, and there's five love languages, words of affirmation, gifts, acts of service, quality time, and physical touch. And basically, they're just the way that we as humans operate in needing love. Yeah, like what makes us tick, like how we want people to show us love. Exactly. Um, And they have um, a quiz on their website that you can take if you guys want to find out your love language. We'll add that in the show notes below. Um, And there's different types of quizzes as well. So Michael and I took the quiz um, for a romantic relationship, but if you're looking for your love language between family members, they have one for that, as well as friendships and workplace relationships as well. No love in the workplace relationships. (laughs) That's definitely one of the languages. (laughs) Probably. So why is it important for us to know our love language and our partner's love language? Well, it's extremely helpful for us, especially since I think we mentioned it last episode that our love languages are polar opposites. Like, I constantly need to be told how much you love me, and you don't need that at all from me. (laughs) No, we are opposite 100% when it comes to our core love language. Yeah, and to that point, you crave physical touch and want me to hug you and just touch your shoulder or your hair or just let you know that I'm there. And I don't want you to touch anywhere above my waist. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and the truth comes out. Yeah. So, So, I mean, do you even remember the last time that you held my hand in public? I can probably guarantee you that it wasn't me holding your hand so much as you holding my limp fingers. That's exactly what it is. It's like holding like hot dogs. It's horrible. (laughs) And I feel like, I feel like you do it on purpose so that I don't want to hold your hand. So you figured it out. So, so annoying. (laughs) I just, I just want to love you. (laughs) Well, that's why we took the quiz. (laughs) Because we took the test, it actually like benefits me because I know that you crave physical touch. So when I'm willing to give you physical touch on your shoulder or whatever, just letting you know I'm there, it means that much more to you because you know I don't necessarily like to relate that way. That's very true. And we've actually taken the quiz twice. We took it right when we got married and Michael was a big old cheater. I did cheat, but as you'll see, even cheating, I'm not that good. (laughs) So um, we took it again. Um, just the other day before recording this episode. Um, and we have our scores. But when you take the test, I mean, it's it's fairly clear 
which direction you're going to swing towards based on how you answer the question. Yeah, it's easy to manipulate. It's very obvious. It's like you could receive a gift or you can get a kiss. Right. (laughs) But I did encourage Michael to take it truthfully and honestly. Honestly, yes. The first time I took the test, I was in a bad mood and I wanted to prove to Shauna how much I disliked physical touch. So I answered all of the questions specifically to make sure I got a zero on physical touch. This time, I honestly took the test and I got 3% on physical touch. Well, aren't you maturing? Yeah, I've grown. So what's funny is after taking the test, they give you a percentage on how you rank on each of the five um, love languages. So my love language is physical touch, and I scored a 37%. Michael got a 3%, so his is is the fifth for physical touch. He scored a 33% for words of affirmation, and mine is at the bottom at, I got a 0%. I literally need you to tell me, Like, I don't need anybody telling me that I'm doing a great job. I know I'm doing a great job. So maybe we have this backwards. We always thought that I have the ego of the household. But if you never need to be told how good you're doing, doesn't that mean that you naturally (laughs) just know how good you are? Or I'm just confident. That is an ego. I don't think so. Like, I don't think it's going to take people very long to listen to, like, know that you've got a cockiness to you, a confident cockiness to you. (laughs) Where I'm just like, I don't know. You just don't care. There you go. That's exactly what it is. That is You just don't care. Shauna's going to do what (laughs) Shauna wants to do when she wants to do it and everybody else can blah. Accurate. Yeah. Yeah. So, but the interesting thing is, is that everything in between our highest love language and our lowest one lines up perfectly. Yeah. Um. Spending quality time together, for you, 27%. For me, 23%. Acts of service, like just doing things for each other. For you, 20%. For me, 23%. Gifts, the best one. Both of us equally like gifts at 17%. (laughs) So maybe the cool thing about it is really understanding that it's not a red flag if your love languages don't match up, but like look at how much they do. Yeah. And I I think it's actually fairly common for people to not have the same love language. Yeah. Opposites attract. We always hear that, but I mean, this is proof. Yeah. But I think that we come together in this middle area and that's where we find that common ground. Um, And that's kind of like, I feel like where we live, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think one of the um, cool things about our relationship is... Very early on, you said to me, I know this is for real because even when I'm more mad at you than I've ever been, I don't want to be anywhere else but next to you. Well, yes. I just, I still want to be in the same room as you, but don't touch me as much as I love physical touch. Correct. So that was the quality time. Yes. You'd rather spend angry quality time with me than be apart from me. Yep. Yep. I do remember that. Um. And good thing, because we were living in the smallest apartment That thing was tiny. Yeah, it was a very (laughs) tiny apartment. But we actually were talking about this, and that was what's fun about doing this, is being able to reminisce a little bit with you. And I almost forgot that we put 
two 50-inch TVs side-by-side to each other just so we could both sit in the same room on the same couch, you watching your show, my playing my video games, but still be together. Yes. Everyone, when they came over, thought we were so crazy. Well, we only had the one room. (laughs) It's true. That's true. But I loved being able to be close to you and um, have like feel like we were doing something together but we were doing our own things. Yeah. I mean, and more often than not, it didn't take long for me to look over and start asking you what was going on with Stefan and Damien and why was Elena dead? Totally, totally got you hooked on Vampire Diaries. Oh, so good. (laughs) So good. Yeah, so the next one we both had was Acts of Service, which basically is just doing things for each other, small things around the house for each other or in daily life. Yeah, and I think that all of these you find over time how they really intertwine with each other. So for example, um, Michael used to show me love by doing things around the house, vacuuming, doing the dishes. Um, But with that, he also needed words of affirmation. So I feel like you can often find that as you do other love languages, your love language always trumps. So I would walk into the room after he's done all these chores, and if I didn't say something about what he had done within the first three minutes, I would get, oh, hey, babe, house looks great. I see that you vacuumed. Oh, the dishes are done. Thanks, babe. Like this sarcastic, that would be like him saying it to me. I just... (laughs) Like... I wanted you to notice me. I, I just... And I do notice it and I do appreciate it, but I didn't, it's like when I walk into the house, that's not where my brain automatically went. However. Things have changed. Things have changed. After being married for eight years now, that is exactly what I do. I walk into the house and I take a, a scope of the room and say, oh, look, he vacuumed. And then I go like out of my way. Like any good taskmaster, you made sure that I did your list of chores and that it's all done the way you wanted it to be done is what you're saying. <laughs> okay. Um, I do not give you a list of chores. It's probably the other way around. Well, someone needs to keep a list. <laughs> um, but yes, we. I am particular about certain things. We talked about that last week, <laughs> like the laundry. Um, actually, just today, uh, I did a load of laundry and I asked Michael to just shake out the clothes and lay them on the washer so that I could hang them when I got back. Because I'm not qualified to hang the clothes. He's like, why can't I hang them? I was like, well, because I just have to end up rehanging them anyway. And he's like, why didn't you tell me this? It's because I don't want to hurt your feelings and I don't want you to feel like I don't appreciate you helping out. I'm just particular. (laughs) I guess so. (laughs) So anyway, as I was saying, we digress. Um, Over time, I've learned to kind of pay attention to these things so that I don't get this sarcastic response from him because it it drove me crazy. In fact, it made me not want to thank you for anything that you did Yeah, because you just thanked yourself. So why do I need to? I don't know why we, I felt, all right, but I don't think I'm the only one who's done this or made this mistake, but it's funny how you just grow as a couple where those little things don't matter anymore. Like, I don't think if I did the dishes now and you walked in, I would be upset if you didn't say anything because you have 
two screaming kids that you just had to pick up from school and while you're working and all these other things that seem more important than tell me how good I am. Yeah. I mean, things definitely evolve over time. I mean, before we didn't have kids and that wasn't a factor. I was the kid. <laughs> you still might be. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I think it's just natural to evolve. But I also think that us learning to master each other's love language plays a, a very key role into how we respond to each other in different situations. Yeah. And what we mean by mastering each other's love languages, it's more of just like acting on instinct, like anything else that you get good at, you just do without thinking really like, Oh, Shauna would like this. And you're not even thinking, Oh, Shauna would like this. It's just, that's what I do now. Yeah. And what's, what's actually interesting is since you've learned over time to give me that physical touch that I crave, cause you know that I crave it. I get enough of it. You've, you fill my love tank enough in that area that I actually find myself craving other love languages. Yeah. It's just like anything else, right? Like, um, you eat too many sweets and all of a sudden you're like, maybe I should eat some celery. (laughs) Exactly. It's like, yeah. I mean, it's just like, okay, I'm getting this from you. This is not something I feel like I need because I'm satisfied here. I actually could feel like I could use a little love over here. Yeah. And that's what keeps it fresh and new and exciting. Not so much because like you're living with like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde or anything, but just because finding ways to surprise each other. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's very well put because I think especially um, as we get busy with life and the kids and the gajillion things we have going on all the time, you start to lose those elements of surprise because everything becomes so routine. Yeah, and those moments are so short that you really got to make them count. So it helps, again, to understand what you need, what you crave, what I need, what I crave, and to love each other on a level that isn't just physical, not in like the physical touch way, but like... Sexual? Yeah, you can be intimate without being sexual. Right. Which is interesting, because that's something that I didn't know when I was younger. Yeah, But on this same line of thought, um, throughout the day, sometimes we have bad days. Um, And knowing each other's love language is great for um, all the things that we've already talked about. But it's also great for knowing what to avoid. Because when you're having a bad day and you're you know, pissed or you're just you just need time to yourself, the last thing that you want is for me to come rub your back and tell you everything's going to be okay. Yeah, sometimes you it, you can spot the signs. <laughs> like it's better just to give them some space or you know what? Tell them you appreciate them right now. That might help. Yeah, but I know, especially in the beginning of our marriage, I would often um, give you love the way that I require love. And so when you were, you know, down in the dumps, my first instinct was to come you know, give you a hug and rub your back and, you know, just like have that physical connection because that's what I need when I feel that way. Yeah. And so it's just kind of like remembering what the other one needs. Um, Because if, 
if I show love to Michael that way, especially when you're in a bad mood, it has the complete opposite effect. In fact, I feel like it often makes you more upset. Oh, it does. Yeah. And then you have a whole new set of problems on your hands because then you go through the five fights. (laughs) And what are those? I don't have them, but I'm sure there's a quiz. We're going to talk about it. And so... (laughs) I think what we really need to talk about is how love languages aren't universal as far as when it comes to kids. Yeah, the five love languages definitely does not translate to children. Yeah, like for you, for instance, obviously you crave physical touch from me. That doesn't necessarily mean that you want to be a jungle gym for your children. No, but they sure think I do. Yeah, everything. Um, Yeah, I mean, as much as physical touch is my love language... I do not want my kids touching me all the time. In fact, I often find myself saying, please just give me five minutes with nobody touching me. How often do I say that? It's constant. And I don't understand it. I don't know why they constantly have to crawl on us. I think that I am a flame and they are moths. That's the only it's the only way. <laughs> Because there's got to be some scientific reason why they literally, they can't, it's like a, it's like a magnet. They cannot help themselves. I sit down and they're both instantly on top of me and I love them so much, but get off of me. But you can't say that to your kids. You like have to be on all the time. It seems like you're going to crush their little hearts. I know. And, and even though I need that space, I do find myself instantly feeling guilty when I say it. Yeah, it's the they get the little quivering lip and act like the world is ending, and then they're just crushed. They tell you that you're not allowed at their birthday party. <laughs> That's true, but I think it's just they don't. They just want love all the time, and with kids, they require all five love languages at one hundred percent, one hundred percent of the time. Yeah, it's they're on another level. That was the fun part for me. It was going through the quiz and kind of looking at these questions and cracking up, knowing Jace is just like both, both, both. <laughs> so, like, like, yes. <laughs> does Carter have it? I want it. <laughs> so. Yeah, I. I mean, imagine telling your your kid like, um, I know that you want me to hold you right now, but um, physical touch is not my love language. Yeah, and their eyes roll in the back of their head and say, hold me. Yeah, well, not only that, but they're like, uh, what's a love language? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it def- it's, it's like you learn to navigate and master your partner's love language, and then you have kids, and it's like, all right, here we go again, but now this none of this makes sense. <laughs> Was there a parenting love language? Did we look into that? No, there's not. There should be. Who do we have to write about this? They do have other tests that you can take on the site, which are pretty cool. There's a uh, appreciation language, an anger assessment test that you can take, an apology language, which would be useless for you because I don't know if you know how to use those. Okay. (laughs) So. (laughs) I will say, though, you are very good at apologizing. Yeah, I got practice. So quick story. Michael and I don't really get into big arguments, which I'm happy about. Um, often. We get into them, but it's oh, not common. Yes, often. Yes. Um, but we are currently a single car family because we just haven't felt the need to have a second car. Um, but we got into a little tiff the other day, and um, I work in the cafe area of Panera while the kids are at school. And 
um, I was sitting there on my laptop and this man sits in the booth in front of me with a two dozen roses. And it's like, you know, when you see somebody who's not like that, you know, but they're not supposed to be there or like. Yeah, they look like a stranger still. Yeah. And so it took me a second to catch up for multiple reasons. One, because I've got the car. Yeah. And Michael showed up to say sorry in this very public setting <laughs> <laughs> with roses. I'm like, like, my first things that go through my head are, one, how'd you get the roses? How did you get here? Yeah. <laughs> what is happening? So I think we diagnosed why we don't have a second car. Is you were more upset of me spending money on the car ride to get there. I was. I thought you paid for an Uber to go to all yeah. these places. And so that's why we don't have a second car, <laughs> okay. is we're both cheap. <laughs> um, but anyway, when it comes to apologies, you've got them down, baby. Yeah, I think that's the first category they give you on the test, is are you at mic status of apology? <laughs> Nailed it. So if you guys enjoyed this and you're curious about learning more about the love languages, I added a graphic to our Instagram page that'll give you more information on how to communicate with your partner and actions to take, things to avoid, and so on. There's a fun little graphic that I added to our Instagram page. You can find us at Life Unmastered Podcast. Yeah, and also, we'd like to hear from you guys about this. Like, do you agree with this? Do you disagree with this? Like, feel free to email us and tell us your thoughts on it. Yeah. Um, I want to know if you guys follow this method and if it works for you and what your thoughts are. Um, and even if it's something that you don't agree with. So you can send us an email at lifeunmasteredpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, if you um, are feeling ever so inclined, we would love for you to leave us a five-star rating and a review anywhere where you listen to your podcasts. Give me those words of affirmation. <laughs> yep. He needs them. Yeah. All right. This was fun. I enjoyed doing this with you. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. All right, guys. Well, we will see you all next week. Bye.